Welcome everyone back to another great edition of, no, not The Miz TV, but Cleve and me. Uh, man, there's a lot to talk about tonight, so I usually talk fast. That could be faster. Um, I usually stutter. That could happen some more, but there's just a shitload of different shit to talk about, and I don't even know where I'm going to begin, but without further ado, Cleveland back in the house as always. If I think it's correct i don't even you might have had to miss one show do not due to being sick but i think to this point you have been a part of everything it's been a long way coming we're getting close to wrestlemania how we doing tonight my man all good like joe mentioned we have a lot to talk about tonight um not trying to you know be a spoiler or anything but i definitely think an aw rant will pop up seeing how they vouch this huge signing so uh yeah, we're going to get right down to this because, like Joe said, we have a lot of Raw, SmackDown, NXT, and AEW. We got a lot to cover. Well, you made me get my starting point then because I didn't know where to quite frankly freaking do it. And you brought up, you mentioned a bad signing. I want to first say we all predicted on last week's show wrong, me, Tones, and Cleveland. Now, we did have Christian as one of the names. But none of us uh, inevitably pick and uh, I told you I said her would pick him. So I think believe it was Batista, RVD, and maybe Kurt Angle was our three names in the ring. But anyways, it was Christian. Um, I the reason I did not think he would be the signing is because I thought after being at the Royal Rumble and looking in better shape, I just assumed that Vince McMahon gave him a contract. Also, like kind of being similar to Edge were in the fact that, you know, a guy that thought he wouldn't come back did a lot for the business. But, hey, I mean, AEW's got money too, so it seems as if he got a lucrative deal. And I'm going to say, because I, I, I'd be hypocritical if I, uh, on the other side, I think it was a good signing. I just think AEW overhyped it a tad much. I think if you were going to hype it the way they were, it has to be – and I know – um, some people may disagree, but it just has to be an A card. Christian did an amazing job in the WWE, but for the most part in his career, he's a B, he's a B level guy, and that's not a knock. It's just a reality um, compared to the some of the Hall of Famers and people that we can mention and sit here all day and talk about. But instead of keep rambling on, I know you got a little word out on this Cleveland and saying uh, it seems like you're not a big fan, huh? Um, I like Christian. I've always loved Christian. Um, when him and Edge was together, you know, Edge was always the main guy, but Christian was in the background. He was a solid wrestler on ECW back in his prime when he was the world's champion. Then he went to SmackDown and became the world's champion. But I think you hit it on the head. AEW hyped this up like this was like they was going to sign a franchise-type wrestler. I'm thinking, you know, Internet's going crazy. Twitter's going crazy. Did Brock Lesnar jump ships? Did CM Punk, you know, renege on his word and come out of retirement? Did they finally pick up John? I even heard John Cena might be going to AEW. AEW did, I'm not going to lie, they did advertisement really well. You you advertise the shit out of a product that you want to sell. They did that. The problem is, though, that you have to back your word up when you overhype something like this. And like you mentioned, Christian is a great wrestler. You could probably honestly call him top 50 greatest wrestlers of all time if you want to make a list. But he's not a franchise-type 
wrestler. No knock on Christian at all, but he's not a guy you're going to put your world champion on and expect it. ticket sales and number rates to go through the roof. Um, who is the guy that runs AW again? Tony um, Khan. I think Tony Khan saw the Royal Rumble and saw Christian was in shape. He threw, he threw Christian a boatload of money and was like, you know what? You look good. We're going we're gonna to sign you. Because uh, I was reading WWE. Con- That's when I kind of figured it was Christian because it was rumors that his contract when WWE wasn't renewed, so he wasn't signing back. So I thought about it. I was like, well, all right, maybe they did pick Christian up. And like I said, it's not a bad pick. But I don't know, man. AWs, man. I- they're making, they're doing smart things, but like, like I said, they overhyped it, and then we didn't get what we was looking for. I thought it was Kurt Angle at least. That would have been a bigger signing than Christian. No disrespect, but I don't right know, after, man. After that video came out of Kurt Angle, but yeah. I mean, the dude is in phenomenal shape. His face looks a little scary, but that video was, uh, <laughs> that video was chilling. The way they slowed down that music. If you haven't checked it out, go on his Twitter or uh, probably go on YouTube. You can find it. Just type in Kurt Angle. Uh, like coming back video or something like that. Um, a couple of things I want to take out of that one. Yeah. I don't want to get it mixed up. I do think it was a good time because he will be on consistently. Um, and, you know, I just feel like we kind of talked and hit on it a little bit last week. AW did a such, they did the hard part, but they didn't do the hardest part. And what I mean by that is from year in year one, getting on the map and being the clear second cut, wrestling promotion is not an easy thing to do but they did that easily um they became the the you know the next best thing on tv um it's it's clearly better than impact it's clearly um better than the nxt war because as much as i love nxt aw is winning that war um yeah although we all know nxt has great to offer but and we're going to get into them soon because they have a phenomenal show coming on tonight with two championship matches but um getting back to the whole christian thing i think it was a good signing it just they hyped it a lot um paul wright known as big show um hyped it a lot but hey those are two good guys in their locker room. Uh, I think they can clean up a thing or two for AEW and help them. It just, again, it's just one of those things. Okay, you talk about, you know, you got to get the next step. If you if you want to even get on a Monday Night Raw level, which a lot of people bash, they still do a million more views a night than AEW. So you got to take that next step, and sometimes it takes uh, take stars. Stumble, stumble number three now. 558, we're rolling into the evening here. Uh, we're hitting the ground running, and we got to keep going on. Uh, really quickly, before the rumor, I want to mention AEW. I'm going to let Christian get – I mean, Jesus, I'm thinking about him so much. Cleveland, get a quick word in on that last thought. Oh, you're on, my, you're on mute a little bit here. No. All right, I'm, am I off mute? Yep, you are good. All right, um, like, a, like Joe mentioned – Christian, we're not knocking the signing of Christian or anything. It was a, a nice move, but I think you just you overhyped it too much. And that can really turn fans away because next time you do something like this, people might not believe it. You might actually have a better wrestler, but, you know, nobody's going to tune in because you just overhyped the shit out of this. Like, this was all over the Internet once the big show hint that it was a future Hall of Famer, you know, um, world's champion, and you know, this all these other great things, and then it's just Christian. <laughs> like, I, 
And I didn't like. I just missed the. Uh, and by the way, it's actually uh, we've been saying Christian, but now actually he's going to use Christian Cage, and okay. his music is a little different. So I mean, if you haven't watched AEW now, I know he's uh, going to be on tonight, and it's going to be heavily talked about along with the TNT Championship that Darby Allen will be defending. But a little rumor mill story, real quick here. I was following my outlets today, Cleveland, and quick thought on if Chad Gable went to AEW in the next coming months. Uh, I can, I don't know, not at the moment. Uh, he's working with Otis and his nice little tag team on the SmackDown um, division at the moment, and it seems like WWE is sort of giving him and Otis a push. So I don't, unless they, you know, unless they lose this feud um, with. Um, I believe it's a street profit, and then they fall off the TV, then maybe Chad Gable jumps shows. But I think right now with him being a fixture on the TV, especially on SmackDown and the tag team division at the moment with a new tag team in Otis, um, I think it's a – I don't think it's very possible right now. But if, like I said, if the storyline were to change, I can see him possibly going to AEW because he's very unappreciated, to be honest. Well, and I mean, the three perfect words you said at the moment – is the perfect description of that because he does have a couple months left on his contract. A little Twitter interaction uh, for the people who don't have it between him and Otis and then FTR chimed in formally uh, on WWE. So there's just a lot of speculation there and he is underutilized. Now two months is a long time. They can get through a feud, get through the mania season and that be that. But it's just Chad Gable to me at the end of the day. Um, I do like him. He's a, He's a technician. He's got that Kurt Angle type, you know, where you're just a wrestler's mentality and just great in the ring. But he's had a few storylines, and I just can't get on his hype train for some reason. I'm going to leave it at that. But, again, phenomenal in the ring. I'm just not a huge fan. So I think it would do decent because it's a good signing, but it wouldn't get me going through the roof. Where I am going to go through the roof and go on a rant here, <laughs> Joe needs one. I'm going to take a little swig of water and tell you exactly why I'm going to defend AEW here in a second. Wow, I'm very curious about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to – there's haters. Um, AEW, I posted it on Cleveland Me Today. And as we know, there's always Twitter haters. And for the people, you know, complaining tonight that – um. Yeah, they don't know if they don't want to watch because of the botch. If we're going to go with Moxley and we're going to go with the Omega talk about how there was supposed to be a blow-up on there, well, guess what? The bomb was a dud. You could test it a million times. You hit the wrong one. Shit's going to happen. I mean, put get your head out of your ass. AEW has done great things. They have a lot to work on. That botch is not high on the list, quite frankly. I agree with uh, Bully Ray Dudley, and I agree with uh, David LaGreca. It's just you can't be disappointed in AEW product now just because of one fucking mishap with a, the bomb that was supposed to explode the whole ring and it only, you know, sizzled off there like a firework. But I mean, I love what AEW has done, and for people to say that, you know, one botch is going to kill them is just lunacy. Um, it happens all the time. Even WWE, who is the best producers, the best way to present a show, they make their fair share of mistakes. I mean, if you look back at the Randy Orton, uh, I don't know if you caught it, Cleveland, but the Alexa Bliss where, you know, the, the fire went off in the, each corner of the ring, only three out of four went off. 
it's a small thing, but all four, you know, it's kind of like when Kane entrance was like only three out of four of the, you know, sides went off. So, I mean, it, it happens in every business, but the, it was a pay-per-view once again, they kind of, you know, it was a, their big match, the barbed wire death match and it botched. So between the big signing that was pretty good, but not great. And that it made the pay-per-view go from damn good to a heavily disappointed and discussed topic. I guess after all that, you know, rumbling and stumbling Cleveland, I just want to ask you, A, did you see the botch? And B, if this happened in WWE, would it stop you from watching? First, I didn't hear about it, but I did remember the night after I was just, I think I was on Bleach Report, and I think Moxie tweeted about it. He said Omega doesn't know how to plant a bomb or something along those lines. Um, and then the second, I would get to, I got something to say about the last point you made, because that was a very good point about what those two things did to the pay-per-view. But I think if WWE would have did that, oh, my goodness. Field day. <laughs> you damn Field right. Field day. You damn right. Twitter, WWE Twitter, AEW Twitter, they would have lost their minds. Oh, look at Vince. He's now, now, you know, doesn't know when the bomb's supposed to go off, you know. But it's AEW. Like I said, when you're a smaller promotion, you can get away with stuff like that. But when you're a mainstream production, you can't have little slip-ups like that. And even then, that's not really no one's fault, you know. In wrestling, things happen sometimes. You can't control, you know. Injuries happen, you know, somebody gets hurt. You can't, you know, that's just part of the match and stuff. And then the third point, what you said about those two instances, I think those two did kind of play a little factor onto the pay-per-view. Because like you mentioned, a lot of people probably tuned in to this pay-per-view to see who this guest signing was. And I'm pretty sure when they find out that it was Christian Cage, which is funny because that was his name back at TNA when he left WWE to go to TNA. So that's interesting. was the last time you could see him there. Yeah, interesting uh, that he chose that name again. But I think a lot of people, you know, they was all pumped up about it. You know, like, damn, maybe we see Kurt Angle in the AEW ring or something and we just get Christian. So I think that turned a lot of people off. And I think the ending of the match also turned a lot of people off too. Even though it wasn't no one's fault why the bomb didn't go off, but, you know, some people, they got to blame somebody for it. So I think those two definitely had a somewhat negative impact on the pay-per-view. Like I said, I didn't watch the pay-per-view because I stand on my word. You know, I'm a WWE man all through and through, but I do read about AEW. But I just think those two instances alone kind of like sour the pay-per-view just a little bit. And no doubt um, I had excitement for this pay-per-view more than any AEW pay-per-view. Um and overall, it was still probably on the good side. I mean, there was a lot of good things there. But, the, again, the two things talked about most was the Christian Cage signing and the botch. And I just want to say, the one point he had on really well, if this had been WWE, people would be bitching all day. Twitter would be uh, up in arms. AEW, I feel like, you know, I thought they were just – I thought they would just realize this and shit happens and get over it. Tune in uh, if you haven't yet. I'm sure they're going to find a way to play it into the storyline. So see how they do that because that's important. It's about how you recover from things like this. And uh, with the loaded NXT that we're going to talk about momentarily after a couple of news and shout out uh, moments, AEW has done a great in their first year. Like I said, it's about taking that next step. So let's see what happens. This is year two. They got to take that, you know, get if they want to be on the WWE level that they think they can be on, 
they got to make big strides once again. So to be determined to this point, hell of a job, that's pay-per-view sour tastes in the mouth. Tune in if you haven't. All right, a couple of things here. Um, I read about it today, so I think it's pretty recent. Cleveland Thunderdome update. It ends April 9th at the Tampa Bay Rays Stadium. So they started at um, – shit, they started at uh, – not the Buccaneers. Not the Performance the, Center. Yeah, right. they started at the Performance Center. And then, uh, yeah, obviously they grew and moved on. And now they're at Tampa Bay Rays professional baseball team. The next venue – because they are going to keep it the Thunderdome for what seems a little bit longer, even though there's fans at Mania, is it's called the Yingling Center. It's the University of South Florida College. So it, it, for, the, it, for the foreseeable future, I think the Thunderdome after Mania will still be a thing, and then you'll slowly see the transition with fans. But change is coming, and just like AEW, I hope to see live people at the event soon. So there's an update. Uh, another one, Cleveland, but, and I want you to chime in on all these in a minute here. 2021 Hall of Fame. We didn't get one last year due to COVID, so they're going to combine 2020 and 2021 class. Molly Holly, congratulations to her. We gave her a shout-out on Cleveland B Twitter. We're going to do it here. She is a Hall of Famer. I don't know who else is going to be there, uh, maybe Undertaker, but at the same time, they might as well say him for maybe when fans are fully back. This will be April 6th, so if you haven't yet, on 4621 on Peacock, which I signed up for, I'm going to throw that in real quick, too. For the first four months, it's $2.50. You guys pay $9.99 for the WWE Network. I'm telling you right here, WWE Network, your $9.99 turns into $2.50 for four months and $4.99 after that. You're paying half the price, and you get shows like The Office, King of Queens, Parks and Rec, I mean, I could go through a list. They have a ton of shows on Peacock. So not only are you going to get great WWE content and more of it, you're getting more shows for half the freaking price. Don't be an idiot. Sign up for Peacock. I did it right away. It's a steal. Uh, Cleveland, between the Thunderdome Hall of Fame and you switch over to Peacock being cheaper with more content, give me some Cleveland slots on all that. Um, first, I think it's interesting that they're going to use the college arena for the Thunderdome. Um, I didn't know it was going to be fans in the arena for WrestleMania, actually. Um, it's been, it's, uh, it seems so crazy. It's really not been that long ago. I'm going to be at Mania, man. I'm going to be there. <laughs> I'm buying my tickets. They go on sale Tuesday. You're going to see me, Emad, and Hearn there. I can't wait. I can't wait. I think it's, um, like I said, it doesn't seem that long ago, but it's like it just feels so long ago since we have fans in the arena. So it will be like a little different to hear like live cheering. But I'm looking forward to when there's finally fans back in the crowd because there were just some moments that if you had fans in the ring for it, it would just feel so much like it would just feel so much crazier. Like Bobby went in front of a live audience, probably would have blew the roof off the uh, building at the moment, at the place that they was at. Second, the Hall of Fame. I love the Hall of Fame ceremony. It is always great to see the wrestlers you grew up watching be inducted into the Hall of Fame here in their speeches. Don't forget, last year class didn't get a chance, so they'll be going in with the 2020 class. And don't forget, that's Batista. That's the NWO. 
That's my man, John Bradshaw Lakefield. You got Molly Holly's the new uh, for 2021. Oh, the British Bulldog, too, was a great wrestler yep. before the Attitude Era and somewhat during the Attitude Era. Um, and then the Bella Twins, but I think me and Tones already chimed in on that a few episodes ago. Um, <laughs> nice of them to do it, but not well-deserved. <laughs> And then um, don't be a hater. Don't be a hater. <laughs> and then the Peacock thing, I've been seeing it because I'm like, I low-key love Peacock because like they have put some fire movies on there, like some nice movies and stuff you can watch. So if it is cheaper, I might just have to switch over and uh oh I mean either way you're that. gonna get you're gonna get bounced from WWE eventually. So oh, it's you just think about so? no that it, WWE's last day is in April. Whoa. So they're, what that's going to happen is obviously they're going to stop charging you nine ninety nine, and then you're going to have to take your card and then put your info into Peacock for four ninety nine. So again, half the money, and you get free Peacock on your laptop and streaming on your TV it, it, with WWE. It, honestly, it, it, I'm sorry, I'm just going to have to say this, and I hope so. I hope my partner Cleveland does sign up. You're just an idiot if you don't eventually get Peacock. There's just too much good thing shit on there. And you were already paying for WWE, so you might as well get it all. But anyways, we're going to move on because, again, a lot to talk about, a little bit of time. That's my famous statement. I'm sticking to it. Real quick shout-out to TSPN Network. As always, you guys know we're affiliated with TimeSkewPod.com. Go on there for the latest fantasy information. Free agencies coming up. I'm sure they have a lot to talk about on their Twitter, which is at TimeSkewPod underscroll and they have their own at tspn underscroll to find all the podcasts find cleaving me find chain clankers for golf find big martinez you know he does his new york and cleveland sports find the bucketeers find cardboards and cracker jacks talking baseball and more it is all on there but the number one show as always is cleave and me and we're going to keep on the topics tonight in cleveland i know wednesday nights we're usually both busy I'm going to do my best to try and I'm a big Chicago Mad PD and um, a fan and they're new tonight and at the same time as wrestling. I'm going to try to keep an eye on the other TV though, because NXT, as I mentioned, is loaded. First off, Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for the NXT championship. Let me stop right there and say, Cleveland, you can't get too much better than that in terms of ring talent, can you? Oh, no, you can't. Um, Adam Cole is actually one of my favorites. Um, I watched the NXT pay-per-view a while back, and after that, I was a real huge Adam Cole guy. I've been advocate that I love Finn Balor. I hate how his main roster run sucked, but I'm glad he's back in NXT on top of the mountain where he should have been on Raw, but, you know, Vince didn't know what to do with him. But you got two extraordinary talents about to go at it over the top champion in NXT and it's going to be quite interesting because Adam Cole did turn his back on Undisputed, and I feel like they may have played a part in this match. But if not, if you can just have a clean fight between these two, I think it could honestly be match of the year, to be honest. Oh, I mean, you don't even have to say to being honest because you're just spot-fucking on. These are two great wrestlers um, who are in their prime of their careers. And you know what? If people are a little down on AEW, check out both. I hate when people say, oh, I just watch what it just, it, it, you know, you'd be the judge. If you, if there's a match next to you're not liking bump over to TNT. If there's a, if you're an AEW person and you know, it's a 
a women's match, and I hate to say that, but the women's division is not nearly on the level of a WWE or NXT. You know, maybe flip over to NXT. Check out what they got going over there. Vice versa, give both shows a chance. But moving on, women's championship match, the number two match of the night is Io Shirai versus Tony Storm. Um, I'm not going to sit here and BS you that I know a ton about either of them, but I do watch them occasionally in NXT, and I'm actually a rooting for Tony Storm here. Uh, I just seem to be a big fan of hers, and that's no insult to Io. I think she does a great job as well. But Cleveland, any quick, you know, giblet thoughts on that? I'm a huge, oh, I wouldn't say a huge Tony Storm fan, but um, after her match she had at Evolution a few years ago, I sort of thought she was a really good wrestler. Um, she was in the UK for a while, I believe. She was on NXT UK, and then she was switched over. Um, I don't know that much about uh, who was Aya. Io Shirai. She's, Io you know, Shirai. She's up and coming. You'll see her probably on the main roster sooner than later, okay. I'm sure. Well, I mean, from what the hype seems for this fight, this is also probably a second good match. It's like a, this could be a, a top match of the year, too, also, from what it seems like. Um, so it's a lot going on in NXT tonight. And like Joe mentioned, you can give both shows a try. There's no need to bash both shows, you know. I'm not a big AEW guy, but, you know, if I'm laying in bed and I can't sleep, I go on YouTube and watch my highlights, you know. Like I said, they're mature 14, so I can see something different from WWE. So I'm just not a, a AW hater, you know, but there's nothing wrong with giving it both shows a try. Now, if you give it both a try, you don't like it, then that's understandable. But don't just bash something if you never watched it or even, like, read about it or anything. Give it a try. Give it a chance. If you like both, you like both. Exactly. And, I mean, there's always – I mean, YouTube highlights and everything, you, you, even if you can't watch one because you like watching a show through, check it out the next time or, you know, switch it up weeks. But there will it will be commercial free both of these championship matches. So, I mean, if you have free time tonight, NXT on USA is the place to be for sure. Because also, Mr. William Regal, the I can't believe he's the best GM in all of wrestling, in my opinion, because there's just not many of them. He's making two huge announcements tonight. And the, one of the big rumors is NXT is going to be moving to Tuesday, um, which I personally enjoy because I don't watch a lot of Impact Wrestling. And I think I would watch, you know, I could actually, instead of having half-ass vision on AEW and NXT, I could actually focus a little bit of time if I have it and uh, not worry that they're on the same night. Uh, I, they have lost the Wednesday Night War a lot to AEW. But I think one of their bigger reasons is ESPN just signed a contract with NHL, a huge one, and there's going to be Wednesday night hockey. And um, between that and the competition, I mean, Cleveland, I I just think that's a no-brainer. I think it'll be better for both shows. I think NXT and AEW will both go up in viewership now because you don't have to choose. Not everyone's got, you know, two or three TV setups around the world. Some people have one television and they're picking one. if that is true, do you think it's a good or bad move? I think it is a good move. Like you mentioned, NXT hasn't did good against AEW in the ratings, so there's no – you have to fix something. You know, more people uh, prefer to watch AEW over NXT, maybe switch the nights up. And then you mentioned hockey is a very big sport. I don't personally watch hockey, but I know a lot of people that do watch hockey. And if they're moving on to Wednesday, that can also take a lot of your viewerships away too. 
So a Tuesday move isn't bad. Um, it's better than how they used to have it. You remember it was like Raw, then SmackDown, and then yeah, NXT. You know, you burn people out with all that wrestling. And one, so Monday, Tuesday, and then Friday is not a bad look to go. And like I mentioned, it wasn't NXT wasn't bad. They just could you know, a you know, it's the development brand versus AEW's top brand. You're not gonna be like I mentioned before. That's exactly right. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The, under, the little, you know, the varsity team, I mean, the junior varsity team is not going to beat the varsity team. So just move them, you know, switch it around, do something else. Because, I mean, like I mentioned, it gives you more time to watch both shows instead of just flip-flopping back and forth between AEW and NXT. Now you get AEW on a Tuesday. I mean, um, you get NXT on a Tuesday, you get AEW on a Wednesday. It's a win-win. And I... I couldn't agree more, and I had, I just was not looking. I I did mention two announcements. I have no idea what the hell the other one's going to be, but just another reason to tune in tonight to a loaded NXT. So, and you probably already listened to this. If you didn't watch NXT, go back and watch it on YouTube, even if it's just a small highlighted portion, as we always mention. But we are more than halfway through the show, and whew, no SmackDown or Raw talk yet. Hard to believe on Cleve and me, but – New things are happening all the time, and we just did another one. So, Cleveland, we're going to split this last, you know, 20, 25 minutes between SmackDown and Raw and hit it heavy. We're not going to have time for any sports chatter, no time for donuts with Cleve. We just got to keep on the news because it's hot and heavy. Uh, where do you want to start, Raw or SmackDown? Let's start Raw. Uh, no, let's start SmackDown. SmackDown is before Raw, so let's go to a SmackDown path. We'll stop with Raw. Okay, so right off the bat, Apollo Crews, we all know his character is evolving, and he has a new entrance, a new theme song. I kind of dig it, give it a chance. My brother was kind of laughing at it. Um, I, you know, not going to knock anyone for what they think because it's a new, interesting perspective for sure. If you didn't catch it, Apollo Crews now comes out with two guys dressed up as militia members. Uh, Apollo Crews has a accent now, and he's kind of trying to become more of like a leader type of sense. Remember when he ran into Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns kind of gave him the dirty and told him, you know, man up, step up, you got to do big things. So his character's changing. If you haven't seen it, again, check it out. Easy to find on YouTube. Uh, Cleveland, are you going to, you know, be more like me and say, hey, I'm kind of digging it. Give it a chance. Or like my brother who's just like, what the hell is this? What is I going think I'll, I think I'll give it a shot. Um, the interesting thing was that the the accent he is taking, and I believe his granddad is from, uh, I think he is a Nigerian. I think that's what his character is. So I think his granddad is like from Nigeria. So the character is like an honor to his granddad too. And it was quite interesting because – before this, as great as Apollo Crews was in his ring, he was boring. There was nothing exciting about Apollo Crews. You know, he can do all the flips. You know, he's a very, you know, he's very strong, but it was, he couldn't cut promos that well. Um, his matches were good, but he's, you know, he's just another guy that was on a roster. He, he didn't stand out. But I think right now with this new character, he is standing out. And like I tell people, you have to give a new character a chance. You can't knock it the first night. Nothing's good the first day. Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes time and a few weeks, maybe, you know, a few months, maybe, so this character finally reaches full potential. 
but give it a shot. Don't knock the accent because maybe it's the reason why he's using an accent. I've never really heard Apollo Crews talk before, so maybe that is his real accent. I'm not too sure. But if it isn't his real accent, give it a shot. I mean, give it a, you know, give it a chance. You know, he's feuding with Big E right now over the Intercontinental Champion. This is the best we have seen from Apollo Crews in forever. So don't knock it until you at least give it a few weeks to see where this goes. And his promos aren't even bad. You know, he's actually cutting pretty decent promos. And he's good in the ring. So, I mean, I'll give it a try. I'm very interested in it. I like the little scarf move he's rocking. He did beat Shinsuke. So he's building momentum for himself. Yeah, and I mean, talking about a guy who's fallen in Shinsuke and a guy who has – they're trying to make him towards the top. And Apollo is a good wrestler. His in-ring skills are phenomenal. So – once again, I'm I'm giving it a chance as well, and uh, it could fall on its face, but hey, why not try it? It's not like he had some big thing going, so why the hell not? Uh, the other topic I wanted to hit on SmackDown, obviously the big one, uh, Daniel Bryan winning the steel cage match over Uso to get an opportunity versus Roman at Fastlane. Here's my question to you, and we got, I think you actually brought it up a little bit last week. With Edge looming in the distance for WrestleMania, no, we all know Roman is just too big to lose. Is it pointless to have this match at Fastlane? Or a couple of perspectives I look at it is, hey, Daniel Bryan needed a little po- positive push before Mania. Here it is. If you lose to Roman, we don't hold it against you. Or Edge obviously playing a factor in Fastlane, which I think has been mentioned before. So, just, I mean, simple. Is it a waste of time or not? I don't think it's a waste of time. Maybe this could play into, as crazy as it sounds, this has happened before. Maybe this could play into a triple threat match at WrestleMania with Roman, Daniel, and Edge. Would this happen um, not too long ago where um, a guy named Chris Benoit who won the Rumble and Shawn Michaels hopped his way into it and they put on a phenomenal triple threat match at WrestleMania? I don't really see Edge winning that mania because I don't see Edge returning to a full-time status on the road that many times, especially a guy of his age. And then even if Dan Bryan, if he were to lose this, what would you – he has to be on WrestleMania. That's the biggest – he's one of your biggest stars of the company right now. So if you can make a triple threat match at Mania, I don't think too many people will complain about it, seeing how it was Daniel Bryan, Edge, and Roman Reigns. No, and I mean – I remember in the 2014 in New Orleans WrestleMania where they had Brian versus Trip, or I mean versus Batista versus uh, Randy Orton. That was when they had the two belt. We were, they didn't know what the hell to do with them, but uh, that was just a great storyline. Uh, I remember he had to fight Triple H first, and then the Yes movement was on top of the world. So I didn't really think of that triple threat, but I I would definitely dig that. Unfortunately, I'll be at Saturday night, and I already hear rumors of Roman and Edge shutting it down on Sunday, so it won't be actually live for that match, but I wouldn't mind a triple threat. Uh, Daniel Bryan definitely doesn't hurt anything, and you can have a little more creativity possibly here, so I dig that if it does happen. Um, you know, hit on all the shows, we started AEW recap with a little preview, then we hit NXT, Thunderdome Hall of Fame. And SmackDown, while well, there is one show left, and there is about 15 minutes left, and that is Monday Night Raw, where I dedicate most of my time because it's a Monday night. And like I said, if there ain't a Monday Night Football or the Bulls, my full attention is with Raw. 
I'm going to start here. Drew and Sheamus round two, just another phenomenal last standing match. They were so tired. Neither of them could, I mean, they both got, I believe counted out. They were just that exhausted. Um, rumor mill has it that we're going to get a round three at fast lane, but here is what I would do. And here is the rumor I want to spread before Monday. So again, if you haven't heard it anywhere else, you heard it here first with your boy, Joey Nips. Um, I'm thinking on Monday night, they should have Drew versus Sheamus main event. I quit match winner fights Lashley at Fastlane. And that way, so you have a round three, which a lot of people already, you know, they got pissed off there was round two. I don't know why. It was amazing fighters. If you haven't seen pictures, look them both up. Their backs are destroyed. But uh, I think a round three to see, I mean, have something on the line. I think to you know, be able to fight for the title at Fastlane would be huge. You can make that the main event of the pay-per-view. Um, I mean, Drew and Sheamus both deserve it with the matches they're putting on. Cleveland, you have thoughts on uh, a round three, you know, how the how round two and where it should go, if it should go anywhere. Um, so it's Fastlane this Sunday, correct? It is. No, no, no. It is a week from Sunday. It's February okay. 21st. So we still got one more Monday Night Raw in store. So what I would think is if they could save the third match between Sheamus and Andrew McIntyre, because like we said, they put on two phenomenal matches on free television, what I used to call it, free TV, when they used to have you know, people pay for pay-per-view and stuff. But these two matches were definitely pay-per-view worthy, and we were treated to two phenomenal matches that have honestly should have probably been on a pay-per-view somewhere. So I think a part three should be at Fastlane, and then the winner should face Bobby Lashley, but at WrestleMania. That's I think that will add more to the match, and if you can add a stipulation to it, um, a last man standing or I quit match, because like Joe mentioned, I saw the pictures online. They beat the hell out of each other. Sheamus' back was all wore up. Drew McIntyre back was on tour. These guys brought their A game. And I think if you were to make it for a title shot, especially at WrestleMania, you probably would get a match of the year. It's crazy. I've been using match of the year and it's only March. That's how good WWE has been this year where they have a few match of the year matches already. But I think this one can also add to that list because Bobby Lashley doesn't have a direction. He's not facing the Miz at WrestleMania. And I don't think Brock Lesnar is coming back in time. So Seamus and Drew McIntyre seems like the safest bet, if we're being honest. And, you know, I, we just – so we think the same idea. We just think at different pay-per-views. The reason I say um, fast lane is because I am still holding out a side of me for Brock Lesnar for return with fans where he wants to be. I think him versus Lashley is still a possibility. So that's why I'm holding out there. Otherwise, I probably would agree with you that you could just have this and then Drew in. It should be Drew McIntyre because it's been his year and he didn't get fans at his WrestleMania moment where it would be Drew versus Lashley at the big one. But the only reason I'm still holding out hope that there's just maybe, a, you know, we finally get what everyone wanted in Brock and um, Bobby at WrestleMania. And I know a lot of people would disagree with that because they're tired of Brock Lesnar, but let's face it. Money talks, viewership talks, and Lesnar versus Lashley is two former UFC guys who are just 
beast. And that's just the only way to put it. Um, speaking of Bobby Lashley, the new entrance I thought was phenomenal. I think it makes him, you know, they put his big masculine body on the screen. They got the, you know, song playing. They're always dressed in class, the Hurt Business. And then Lashley's just always leads the charge now. Um, were you able to catch his, you know, uh, coming out party on Monday with you, the new entrance in the last couple of weeks, but I think last week especially it just had some, it's had pop to it. Oh, his entrance music! I was actually watching a video on Bleach Report about it. It looks phenomenal. It looks like a guy that will hold the champion for a long time. Um, like I mentioned last week, it is a feel good moment to see Bobby Lashley hold the belt up after 16 years of. He only had one shot, like, when he was first around, and now he's on top of the mountain. I, If we're being honest here, after Drew McIntyre, there's really no one else that can stand up physically to Bobby Lashley on the roster. So he can carry the WWE champion for a long time. He dominated the United States division. He busts his ass in the middle car, and he's up to the upper tier right now. And, man, Hurt Business is looking good right now, man. We got all the champions over there. Hey, enjoy it while you can. One for two reasons, because it looks damn good and they do a great job. But I do think at WrestleMania will be the end of all the, having all the titles um, at the longest. But that being said, I've been very impressed by the Hurt Business. I called this wrong off the bat. I thought Retribution would have more success than them. And that is clear. That is opposite and not the case whatsoever. Uh, you called it right, Boob. Business is booming. I hope you enjoyed the theme song at the start of the last episode. If you didn't catch the Almighty Cleave episode, please go listen to it, and you will get your Bobby Lashley glory there. Um, but just like Monday Night Raw ended is how we're going to end this show, Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. We talked about how we missed the Fiend Cleave, and we didn't get him back this week. Um, I'm thinking Fastlane to have some pop added there. Um, but Again, he spits up black, tar, blood out of his mouth, whatever you want to call it. Alexa Bliss, you know, he's having – the main event was AJ Styles, Randy Orton, if you didn't see it. And all of a sudden, they go to the main screen. Alexa Bliss is in the fun house, and she's going – she's possessed, clearly. Uh, she's getting in Randy's head. And all of a sudden, like, a Kane entrance, the four – well, only three of them blew up, but the flames went in the air, and Randy was all freaked out. Funny story that and that was the ref was actually standing on the corner and right before they went off, Randy warned the ref and actually probably saved him from some bad burns. So that is actually a true story. Um, Randy Orton just cracking me up all week. Also, if you have Twitter, go on his or Soldier Boy. They've been going at it. I hope it's not an angle. I just hope it's Twitter beef because it's hilarious and we don't need to see Soldier Boy in WWE. But uh, those are just some tidbits on Randy. But getting back to the main picture, Cleveland, did you catch the main event? And uh, if not, do you want me to catch you off on it so you can give a thought? Um, I saw that uh, Alexa appeared on the screen um, and sort of distracted Orton. And Orton started coughing up the black blood again. It was also – the match was – I wouldn't describe the match. It was a decent main event. Um What's AJ Styles' bodyguard? Um, uh, aim, ooh. Oh, I forgot his name, but he is just a big, bad mother. <laughs> he gave, you know, he gave Randy a look. So I'm kind of more curious on when he's going to, you know, that guy's huge. I'm waiting to see what he's going to do on the ring. Um, my bad to detour from the question. No, so but, kinda, I mean, they need to do something with him, though. Uh, something more. 
is he like, because, you know, remember the great Kali, as tall as he was, he couldn't move for shit in the ring. So I wonder, is this guy going to be like the great Kali or is he going to be something? Because you can't just keep having a seven foot seven guy hanging outside. Eventually, people are going to want to see this guy in the ring to see what he's made of. And it looked like he was giving Orton the eye a little bit when Orton was beating up on AJ Styles. He really hasn't got physical in a match yet. You know, he somewhat distracts the people, but he's not really got his physical in a match yet. So I'm very curious about to see what direction does he go. And, you know, one thing, because I'm just sitting here thinking about everything that's going went into that. Um, I hope we get Fiend back at Fastlane soon. He's had a nice time off, but and Alexa's done a great job. But like I said, my prediction is Bliss versus Wharton at Fastlane. Something weird happens. I'm sticking to it a week later. Uh, actually, a little less than a week later because we're back to our normal Wednesday nights and then Thursday night morning drops. But um, definitely still a great storyline, and it's carried Monday Night Raw in a lot of ways um, outside of Drew McIntyre and the Hurt Business. But also, I lied when I said I had nothing left to talk about, and but shit happens. I'm going to do one knock on the WWE, and as of this point, say Braun Strowman-Shane McMahon feud, boring. Oh, my God. I don't know if you got a thought or a rant on that, Cleveland, before we get closing statements. But uh, <sighs> I – that – you know, when the Miz and uh, – you know, Shane McMahon were going at a couple years ago, and then I saw that Mania match where they were all over the place. It was actually interesting. The dad was involved. But this shit just sucks. Again, a failed storyline with Strowman, if you ask me. I honestly (laughs) – we talked about this last week. I don't really want to see Shane jump off anything anymore. And I don't know who this few benefits. Shane does not need to be wrestling anyone anymore. And Braun Strowman, oh, man, they – I know they try – they try. We love Braun Strowman, but he has to be in a serious storyline or something. Um, he's the Big Show 2.0, but less scary. I'm like, they keep fumbling every time we get behind Braun Strowman. Every time you know we we think this is the chance Braun Strowman's gonna have, he gets in these goofy storylines or these you know these stupid things that are gonna lead him anywhere. It's realistic. He's gonna lose that mania to Shane. We've seen in the past. Shane beat the uh, Miz. Do you really think he'll lose? I think he will. Come on. I think he'll win. I, I, I think he's got to at least win in that shit, dog shit storyline. <laughs> I can tell you that I'm telling you, Shane's going to knock him out, jump off something, and Shane's going to win. Remember the Miz and Shane match uh, two, yeah. two yeah, years you're ago? Right. Shane fell on him. And I, no, I, yeah, I, yeah, I was, was there. Awful. I, I got no. <laughs> it's the goofiest thing. <laughs> it, it was. And. You know, uh, you know what they could have easily done different, given uh, to buy some time for WrestleMania is have Braun do choke slams and big boots and get in there at Lashley and say, "Listen, you're a big bad mother effer, I'm, but I'm bigger than you. Let's get. I, I, I just was the SmackDown champion. Uh, when Roman had his time off, I got blindsided and screwed out of that. Let me get a chance against your bitch ass and let's go." And then Bobby Lashley fumes, and then obviously Lashley comes out victorious, but that would have been a hell of a lot better than – Shane. Because it's, it, it's kind of like you're getting to the point where it's almost like, okay, you got an old Shane McMahon versus – and Braun's in the best shape of his life. It's just 
I don't know. I, they could probably put on a phenomenal match with weapons and all that mania. But to this point in time, we are both giving that the thumbs down. But we're giving this show the thumbs up as always in Cleveland. Before we get out of here, we covered everything. We're doing a better job of that. I think every show can use improvements. We can especially use a lot of them. One of them is our diversity. And we are hitting every show these days. You're getting your NXT. You're getting your healthy AEW talk. So what do you got to close us out from your side, Mr. Cleveland? Oh, my usual, Myron, your Giants absolutely sucks. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> if Tori responds back to me, I'm going to keep saying it every episode until I hear a tweet or This bitch ass probably back. isn't listening, Ryu Kendrick. Step <laughs> up. Man up. You make all these promos on your things. Come at us. I'm coming at you right now saying you're disappointing me lately. Get it you together, are. Ryu. Get it together, Ryu. You've been you've been uh, chasing after uh, what's the guy that's always on his back? <laughs> Don't even care at this point because I'm going to end that and say he's Cleve. I'm B. God bless and good, good night. Thank you for getting that. <laughs>